A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Or you could get a bus to the old nun's head. Welcome to the podcast that has been described as surprisingly enjoyable. High praise indeed. Today we'll be talking about seismic events in the World Cup of Pubs. Yeah, plus toilets, funerals and booze-free booze-ups. Mm, I think out of that lot, I prefer funerals. <laughs> I'm sure you're hanging out in the right toilets, mate. Uh, I'm the Dulwich Raider. And I'm Dirty South. And we're starting here at the house where David Bowie was born, in Brixton, under the impression he was David Jones. It's a... Uh, it's an ordinary Victorian house, terrace house, isn't, isn't it? it? Uh, uh, number 40, Stansfield Road, uh, Brixton. Was, is uh, it Road? Yeah. Yeah. It is. I was sort of expecting like a pod, you know, with a dry, dry ice. ice. Yeah, yeah. that would be good, wouldn't it? It has got a very unusual car out front, which could be the Bowie Mobile. It looks like the Bowie Mobile, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. But other than that, yeah, it's completely uh, unremarkable uh, in a quiet Brixton street. Mm. And. Um, the reason we're here, of course, we're following the Starman's footsteps from here to Beckenham and Bromley. Yeah, visiting many significant Bowie landmarks. And finding nearby pubs using our special beer radar, or as we like to call it, Go Out London. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this podcast is sponsored by the destination and taxi app Go Out London. Uh, should we fire them up and yeah. um, see what they've got for us nearby? Yeah, um, this is an app oh, that yeah. tells you uh, your nearby restaurants, etc., pubs. Oh, we know that one, don't we? So we do. That's a nice one, isn't it? That is a nice one. Um, okay, let's make that our quiz number one. What do we know about it? It sits on a pretty square. Yeah. Um, at a sort of uh, setback a little bit from Brixton High Street and Acre Lane. Uh-huh. Victorian, uh, I guess? I guess. It's a Young's pub. I know that oh, yeah. much. Okay, and it's got yeah. a lovely garden with right. a fire pit. That's probably uh, enough clues, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I want it. <laughs> okay, let's go. Um, uh, just what, before what, we do... What, what is that? Um, well, this is my stylophone. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh. What a what a beautiful instrument. So let's have a little bit of David Bowie. Yeah. Ground, Ground control, control to Major Tom. <laughs> Commencing yeah. countdown engines on. Is that right? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. there we go. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Sue us. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, lovely. Hi there, how are you? Hi, hi, yeah. Uh, what do you fancy, mate? Uh, a pint of ordinary, uh, please, Steve. Yeah. I'll have the same. Thanks, Steve. Steve? Yeah. Steve. Oh, oh you're yeah. Steve. No, no. Jimmy. 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 Jimmy, that's it. Uh, well, I knew it, I knew right. it, yeah. Should have, should have remembered that. Cheers, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy. Okay, so here we are. Did you guess it? We are, of course, in... The Trinity Arms. Yeah, outside, next to the roaring fire pit. Yes. And beside a mural of David Bowie. Indeed, yes. They're very proud of uh, David Bowie yeah. and SW9, aren't yeah. they? Um, Yes, uh, so if you guessed Trinity Arms, award yourself uh, one pint. 
or une pinte. <laughs> right, what have we been up to? Um, well, we uh, concluded the World Cup of Pubs. Yes, we did. Uh, last time we, we spoke, we were at the quarterfinals. That's right, we did a little tweeny, didn't we? And uh, what a grand tournament it was. Some amazing battles in Greatest there. Greatest show on earth. <laughs> Uh, I think we mentioned the Skiens versus Hermit's Cave last time. That was an incredible battle and lots of new places doing well. Yes, good to see places like the Rusty Bucket and the Fellowship all coming through. Yeah, uh, 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 up the against the old favourites, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, we had a little bit of foreign intervention, didn't we? We did, that was a surprise, wasn't it? Um, we, we had some Russian pole bashers ruining our innocent, drunken fun. Yeah. Um, but I think it just goes to show that the Russians love their pubs too. And hate democracy. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to restart a match after some foreign intervention. But um, other than that, it was all lovely and smooth. Uh, there's a new name on the trophy, that of the Old Nun's Head. Yes, congratulations to the Old Nun's Head, who played a, a cracking tournament, had big support in social media, and they call themselves the Ryan Gosling of pubs. Yes. I think they provided the highlight for me with their video... With the, done with the beer shop. That was brilliant, uh, wasn't it? The face off on Nunhead Green. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. Mm. And uh, I enjoyed um, the story about Eddie, their old regular. Oh, yeah. At the, at the uh, old nun's head, who um, inquired of us whether he could vote by post or landline. <laughs> <laughs> um, because he doesn't have a computer or a phone. Anyway, um, he eventually decided to vote for the old nun's head, as they tweeted. After much deliberation, he's decided to vote for the pub he goes to every day rather than the pub he's never been to. <laughs> well <laughs> done. Must Eddie. have been some relief. Yeah. Um, uh, we went to both pubs on the final day, didn't we? Because mm. they were both in Nunhead, uh, mm. an all Nunhead final. Um, I loved it in the Ivy House when we went in and... Um, uh, somebody ordered a pint of uh, Hophead and the, uh, the guy said, of course you can, sir, after you've voted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and why not? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, congratulations to all the pubs involved. It was a brilliant bit of fun. Played in great spirit, I thought. And congratulations to us for having all these pubs on our doorstep. We are lucky. We great fun. We'll be um, presenting the old nun's head with their trophy shortly won't we yes we will what, what a beautiful trophy it is it's glorious yeah i mean yeah. last time it was just a sticker wasn't it yeah yeah um, this time it's proper it's proper we'll do some photos yes um now i understand you have been out for a booze free booze up i'm afraid i have yes uh, i didn't want to mention it to you but um words obviously got back to you you're going to force me to talk about it mm. no um i think we mentioned last time didn't we that the brew dog brew dog bars yes doing unlimited refills of their alcohol-free range. Mm. So, you know, in search of a bargain. Just in January for dry January. Just in January. Yeah. Just in January, yeah. yeah. I did dry Tuesday. Yeah, well done. Congratulations. <laughs> um, so a few of us went down to the Brixton Brewdog. Uh, there was uh, Hugo, Yes Tom, Miles and myself. Mm -hmm. uh, it's quite a lively mixed crowd in there. Obviously, they're not all drinking alcohol-free. No. But so quite, a f quite a few were. Mm. And... Um, you get these unlimited refills. It was very good fun, and um, time flew. You know, mm. it was it was like being in the pub. You know, well, time went as quick as that. It wasn't like you were chewing your drink or anything. Yeah. Uh, although at one stage we did um, check each other's nectar purchases for 2019. That's it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going straight for the beer now. So, uh, Miles is a, he goes to the East Dulwich Sainsbury's and he's got a nectar card. So he's able to look up on his nectar app. 
what he's bought, his highlights of 2019, oh, yeah. if you will. And it turned out he was the number one buyer at East Dulwich Sainsbury's of goose fat. <laughs> he must be proud. <laughs> so... Uh, so the, we call him uh, Goose. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so yeah. He, made, he, made, he made me download the app and check mine. Yeah. I wasn't number one in anything. But oh, I was I'm sorry to hear number that. five buyer for the year of pork chops. Good effort, Porky. <laughs> Day. This is how nicknames catch on, <laughs> isn't it? Is. it? Yeah. Oh, it's a worry. It's a worry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, brewers have got to do something in January, haven't they? And uh, yeah. bars, uh, you know, because uh, yeah, millions of people uh, are off it. And yeah. Like Cloudwater do a, a sort of soda uh, like they did a green tea and simcoe soda yeah like they like these american seltzers hot yeah. seltzers yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um obviously not going to drink it but you know hats <laughs> off um i lo- well I, I as you know i love i love the punk alcohol free um but i we, there were some learnings in the evening yes the learnings are the limit mm. of pints you can have of punk alcohol free is five yeah before you start getting a bit bloated (laughs) (laughs) before you start getting a little bit bloated and you're in danger of actually putting yourself off something you like yeah yeah the other thing was that um the evening cost about 30 quid so five pints cost about 30 just under 30 quid and for 30 quid if i was paying 30 quid i want to get a little bit tipsy yeah you're you're after value aren't you Uh, yeah i mean 30 pounds i want tipsy yeah i don't want health you don't want to be able to remember it (laughs) no Um, so there were important learnings, but um, yeah, I, I, I might do it again. Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. couple of weeks left, and I might do it again. It was that good, that nice, mm. yeah, oh, good fun. Of course, they've got a, um, a completely alcohol-free bar yeah. now, haven't they? Old Street Brew Dog. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The right place for it. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't actually. When we went to the uh, Brixton one, it wasn't the idea wasn't necessarily yeah. to have a, an evening off <gasps> the sorts. To be honest with you, no? we thought we might have a pint mm. opposite of the Albert or something you know mm. but it was fine it was fine just doing it you know but to go to one where there's no beer mm. on offer yeah might be a, a challenge and that's the next step and it's one step at yeah. a time it's a step too far <laughs> um what else have we been up to oh there was Mishy's funeral wasn't there which was yes. uh, a, a wonderful wake hmm yes Mishy Morath the uh Dulwich Hamlet and non-league football fan, super fan, you could say. Legend. Yeah. Although he hated that word. Yes. Uh, people often say, don't they, well, he was a supporter to his core, but of course in Mish's case that was actually true because he changed his middle name to <laughs> Dulwich by Deepol. Did he really? Yeah. That's amazing. He's Mishy Dulwich Morris. Yeah. And he did go to all the games home and away, didn't he? And, um, oh, plenty, and plenty of reserves. Besides. Yeah, yeah. The women's team, the youth team. He's known throughout the non-league fraternity. Yeah, uh, a lot of people mourned his passing from other clubs. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a lovely um, funeral, wasn't it? It I mean, really the, was, a lovely wake. Um, the carriage came to Dulwich Hamlet, to Champion yeah. Hill. Uh, horse-drawn carriage, pink and blue coffin. Yeah. You know, a round of applause and scarves t- attached wonderful yeah uh, and then the wake was actually at champion hill as well and um yeah, it would have been astonished i think to see hundreds of people hundreds of people out yeah, week. i don't exactly. think he realized that you know that people actually did like him partly because he didn't give a shit whether they liked him or not <laughs> very um, true i mean I, I felt um you know sort of been a member of an elite because he'd never called me a cunt yes <laughs> um, sadly i'm not in that group uh, but <laughs> well, yeah it did lovely. make me feel special and neglected <laughs> lovely lovely uh, eulogies from his brother and uh, Gavin and his, mm. uh, members of his family and it's friends Gavin Rose Matt of course and, the yeah. manager of uh, Dunshamlet yeah and um, even the ex-mayor of Southwark 
said a, a few lovely words uh, mm. and she pointed out that the probably more people at Mishy's Wake than you get at a Tooting and Mitcham home game. <laughs> Which he would game. have liked. Yeah, he would have yeah, liked that, wouldn't yeah. he? And, and even more astonishing, he was trending on Twitter at number eight yes. in the UK I when know, he died. I know, and that that's, just goes to show something or other. Something or other, that shows. That's amazing. <laughs> right, well, um, next we're going to... Um, David's mural. Go to David Bowie's mural the proper in one. Princeton. Yes. Yeah. Um, because uh, not only did he start life, in a way, for lots of people, his life ended here. Because the, the, when the news of his death came, lots of people came to Brixton yeah. or came out in Brixton. So even though he left Brixton at age six, it was still people knew it was where he was from, sort of thing, didn't yeah. they? So on the yeah. night of his death, which we'll talk about a bit yeah. at the mural, mm. um, there was an explosion in Brixton, wasn't there? Yeah, it's good to be part of. Yeah, and that's so. That's where we're going next. See you there. Ground control, control to Major Tom. <laughs> Here we are at the David Barry mural. Yes, uh, the mural, yes. Uh, it's on the side of Morley's. Opposite the station. And uh, it's still loads of flowers, uh, f- presumably from his passing, which was the anniversary of which was a couple of weeks ago. That's right, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, and we were here. On that day, weren't on we? the day he died, yeah, I think we were we, we were working in the Ritzy, or we decided to work in the Ritzy that day, and yeah. uh, what a day it turned out because everyone just poured out into the square, didn't they, outside the Ritzy? Yeah, there's a real outpouring of love for David, for, yeah, from old and young, and uh, I remember lots of buskers coming out, yeah, thinking this is my big moment, all playing <laughs> Starman, <laughs> and then eventually a sound system turned up playing right. some of the later hits. But it was yeah, it's a massive crowd. It was really and, and, and popped into the Ephra Tavern, and people were being face painted in there with the Aladdin saying zigzag. Yeah, yeah it was just it was a brilliant a, day. It was uh, yeah, it was a massive street party, wasn't it? And uh, although everybody was really you know quite moved by his death, it was a celebration. Yeah, of his yeah, life, totally. It? There's a few people here looking at the mural, aren't there? Yeah, I, maybe yeah, we can go or, grab a word with one of them. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, well, that uh, one over there. Hi, excuse me. Do you Hi. mind if we have a word? Just doing a podcast. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Is this your first time at the David Barry mural? No, no. no. You've been before. Yes, yeah. I come every day, actually. Every every day. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's insane. Is it insane? No, it's, it's lovely. It's lovely. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. What's what have you got there? All right, this is what I read every day. Okay. These are uh, this is day after day. They send my friends away okay. to mansions cold and grey. Oh. To the far side of town where the thin men stalk the streets while the saints lay underground. I see. We've probably day got to... Okay. after day. Yeah. They tell me I can go. Mm. They tell me I can blow oh. to the far side of the town. We've got to go to Beck in a minute. Where minute, it's pointless so. okay. to be high because it's such a long way down. Oh. So I tell them that I can fly. Lovely to meet you. I will scream. I will break my arm. I will do me harm. We I, here I stand we to, uh, Yeah. Come on, mate. Run! Run. (laughs) The next station is Beckenham Junction. Okay, we've arrived at uh, Beckenham Junction and we're outside Burger and Bubbles. <laughs> the bar, which I understand at one point was called the Lazy Toad when you lived here, which That's gave right. rise to your nickname. 
<laughs> yes, here we are in uh, Bohemian Beckenham, as it was considered at the time when Bowie lived here. Uh, it got a lot more Bohemian when he lived here because um, him and his first wife, Angie, uh, lived in a place called Haddon Hall just down the road, which is a, uh, still a bit of a pilgrimage site for Bowie mm. files, mm. but it's been knocked down and it's mm. a block of flats. So not, I don't know who we're going to... It can't be bothered. It can't be bothered. Um, but it was some, you know... People would come from all over to go to Bowie's, uh, the Golden Couple's home. You know, mm, mm. Uh, uh, Lou Reed, Mick Ronson, Tony Visconti, mm, mm. And Mark Bolan, of course. Uh, they had pink walls and silver ceilings or something. Yeah, like that. And, it was uh, quite something, I think, to be invited back after the pub, wasn't it? Yes. To, back to Bowie and Angie's place. Crazy parties, of course some booze and drugs yeah um and so yeah he came here just before he was about to have his first hit space odyssey he he, he I, I don't know if he wrote it here or uh, he certainly was playing it in pubs here mm, mm, mm. um and um which uh, tony visconti refused to produce he became his producer throughout his career but mm. he thought it was uh, not a good move for him to do uh, a, a single which he considered a bit of a novelty because uh, it was around the time of the Apollo 11 launch. That's right. And he thought, uh, you know, don't be going there, David. It's a cheap shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it did okay for him, didn't it? I think it got Very to number five, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, yeah. And then, of course, came out again later on yeah. after uh, Starman and so on. Got, got even higher, I think. Yeah. So next we're going to go to um, what was the Three Tons in Beckenham High Street. Where he rang his folk yeah, night. Yeah, it started as a folk club on uh, every Sunday he would play there, along with, well, we'll talk about it when we get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Here we are at the site of the Three Tons, where uh, Bowie played every Sunday. Now a Zizzy? Now a Zizzy, unfortunately. I can't believe the Tons closed, because I, I did go there as a, as a boy. And it was a very popular, quite trendy young pub. And, yeah. Uh, um, now it is uh, part of an Italian food chain. Uh, they do have a couple of Bowie pictures up on the wall to sort of... OK. Uh, well, there's a massive um, Aladdin Sane zigzag out on the pavement yeah. outside, which is a nice touch, isn't it? That is a nice touch, yeah. yeah. And there's a plaque as well uh, saying he kicked off his career here. Yes. Uh, in 1969, and he, he probably would have played most of the uh, Space Oddity album here. Um, and some of the tracks from his first album, uh, <laughs> Best Forgotten. Yes, but yeah, I doubt he would have played any tracks from his, his, his first album, which was very different. If, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that came out when he was about 18 or something like that, and he was um, well, maybe 20, and... Um, yeah, it was a sort of mixture of pop and music hall. Yeah, uh, yeah. Very yeah. influenced by Anthony Newley, as yes. his singing style was. And uh, someone sent it to Anthony Newley, he hated it and destroyed it. It <laughs> <laughs> was that album that gave us the Laughing Gnome, of course. <laughs> it was around that time, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, um, but yeah, Space Oddity would have played here, and lots of other uh, people who went on to be famous played here, like yeah. Mark Bolan and yeah. Straws, Peter Frampton and Rick yeah. Wakeman, who um, our younger listeners probably may not be familiar with, but they, they were about to become very famous musicians. Themselves, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Peter Frampton was in his class at school, wasn't he? Uh, was he? It was kind of, uh, yeah, I think Peter Frampton's dad taught them both. Wow. Um, yeah, so he's a classmate. Yeah, 
Uh, another classmate was George Underwood, who who, uh, of course. Uh, who did some of his album covers, and uh, yeah. he won't thank us for mentioning it, but also did his eye. Yeah, had a uh, li- they had a little scrap over a girl, didn't they? They did. David was a bit naughty, <laughs> and uh, George thumped him, and yeah. uh, he had a permanently dilated pupil after that, which gave him that very distinctive look. Yeah. Uh, In fact, he was hospitalised, I read, for four months. That's quite four a, months, yeah, really? quite wow. a serious yeah. Yeah, time, isn't it? It's a pair I feel sorry for. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, George hates being famous for that because they they remained buddies yes. all, all, all his life. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, and he uh, yeah is uh, an artist in his own right and yeah. quite a successful one, I think. Um, Next, we're going yeah. to visit a pub because oh, we haven't had a point for ages. Yes, uh, on our way to the Bowie Bandstand. Yes. Um, so this pub is on a roundabout in Beckenham. Yeah. Um, and it has or had a giant Spider-Man in it. I don't know if it still does. We'll find out. <laughs> is that all the clues you're giving? Um, well, it was a local. Uh, it was a, it was a community pub, camera community pub of the year a couple of years ago. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. If you get that, you've got a pint coming. Yeah. This is quite a difficult pub, isn't it? So you wanted to give perhaps one more clue? Yes. Um, we're in Beckenham. And uh, we're by a roundabout. And uh, this pub is in our book, in the chapter Top Ten Pubs on a Roundabout. Yeah. Um, if you haven't guessed it already, it is, of course, the... Bricklayer's Arms. Indeed. And it's quite nice, isn't it? Isn't it's, it? It's yeah. uh, you know, very... Uh, Welcoming regulars. Yeah, nice ales, nice range of ales. Yeah. Um, and Spider Man. And Spider Man, giant Spider Man on the wall. Oh, yeah. And a petrol pump opposite him. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sort of madness we revel in. Yeah. Um, do you know what I think it's time for? Pint? The news. The news. Oh, the news. The news. But fortunately, Pub and beer news comes first yes. in the natural order of things. Yes. Uh, what you got? Well, sad news first of all. Uh, the Lord Clyde, mm. um, having been in the same family for since 1956, the mm. Fitzpatricks, um, has been. Uh, they, they've they've moved out and uh, handed it over to another another pub company. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, it was a special place for us, the Royal yeah. Clyde, wasn't it? We've had some adventures there, and I, I hope to write a piece about that very shortly and get that up. Um, uh, you know, I know they've the, the new people, the Bermondsey Pub Company, mm. have said they're not, not going to change anything other than the bogs, which were pretty awful, yeah. uh, uh, and um, the upstairs, which weren't open. Mm. Um, however, I've been past, and there's quite a lot of stuff coming out of mm. it, so uh, you know, it's closed for refurb, and... Uh, uh, and whatever they're, they're going to change, they're definitely not going to be having a bookie uh, on the bar to uh, take your bets to in Cheltenham. And that was a very nice touch, wasn't was it? He nice didn't touch. even have to go to a bookie's. You could bet You in could the lose pub. your money in <laughs> the pub. <laughs> it was also our go-to pub um, for any sort of uh, disasters. That's right, so yes. It was where London. we went to discuss our response to terrorist outrages. Yes, exactly. Whenever there was a terrorist outrage, we all knew where we'd be. Yeah. In the little club watching the racing. Yes. <laughs> so sorry to hear the Fitzpatrick's have moved yep. on. Um, uh, I know sources close to uh, Martin have said you're mad giving up that place. It was an absolute 
dream panorama. Um, but yeah, um, I think when you've done it for that long, you might need a break. Well, I mean, he hadn't done it for that long. His family had. Yeah. You know, his his, his grandparents did it, and his dad yeah, did it, yeah. and then uh, and then now they've moved on. Um, another sad one is the is that gin and beer in Deptford has closed. Um, not really sure of the story there whether the rents went up for mm. the uh, railway because they're in one of the railway arches. Right. Um, but it because it was quite popular. I mean, it was it was it was well liked, but I think you know it may have been just you know weekend crowd perhaps just wasn't enough um, for them to to get through. So yeah, that's closed down. Um, but there is some good news at last. At last, the Bamber Tavern um, was under threat that's from right. a, a house being being. Yeah, somebody built wanted to build, build a house in their their beer garden, uh, and this is a common theme there. It's been going on for years, uh, and that that's been rejected thankfully. Mm, mm. Um, somebody thought having a, a house in the beer garden was a fucking stupid idea. Yeah, and hats off to them. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, Plumstead Cheer. Oh yes, a uh, little tap room has opened in Lakeland uh, Coffee House. Well, it's a pop-up, Plumstead. isn't it? It's yeah. pop-up. I don't know whether, it's a tap, whether they've got it's, taps. It's it might Thursday, just... Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're popping up there. I don't know if they've got any drafts there. I mean, they're a stall at, uh, at the market, aren't they, normally? Ah. And they, but they also brew their own beer. Uh, yeah. The Common Rioters is yeah. their, their little That's brewery. That's right. So I'm sure, I'm sure they must have something in draft. Yeah, you'd yeah. hope so. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. you know, if we were doing our job properly, we might have found out. Yes. Not yeah. even on my list. Um, I'm relying on you. <laughs> yeah, no, good luck to them. They're yeah. at Lakedale Coffee. Lakedale, in, that's uh, it, yeah. In uh, Lakedale Road in Plumstead. Nice bunch of guys. They sold our book at their stall at, uh, oh. and, and then didn't take a cut. Didn't Bloody even... hell. We should so go there and drink their beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, what is this on here? DBD? Yeah. Oh, yes. The Dulwich Beer Dispensary. Yeah. They've... You remember that's where we had our book launch, of and it was, uh, you know, it was in the uh, oasis, the beer-free zone yeah. between uh, Forest Hill Des- and beer Dulwich. Yeah, yeah. Um, they tweeted, and we don't know anything else because we haven't really got the no. inside track on it. But they tweeted that something is happening mm. with a picture of the Dulwich Beer Dispensary. Yeah. So one can only conclude that it's going to open again in some form. Yeah. So uh, yeah, put your prayers together. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Let's try and make this happen. Yeah, exactly. Through sheer will. And it's um, exactly things like this happening which have led to our next item that the BBC reported on. Mm-hmm. That UK pub numbers have risen for the first time in a decade. That's fantastic. In fact, it was 12 years. Wow. Yeah, when I interrogated Great. the data. Yeah, I mean, maybe the tide is turning. <laughs> um, and I'd like to uh, yeah, give my personal thanks to you, Dirty <laughs> South, for... <laughs> <laughs> everything you've done to help more pubs open. We have done our best, haven't we? We have done our best. Uh, yes, great, great news. So they've been closing steadily, or you know, the numbers reducing steadily over the last 12 years. For mm. the first time, overall pub numbers went up. And I suspect it's, you know, as much about the little pubs opening, a bit like your Plumsteadshires, yes. your DBDs and the yes. Dulwich Beer Dispensaries and so on, mm. as well as the more reported um, phenomenon of food, you know, being yeah. very introduced to pubs, traditional pubs, and allowing them to flourish and be mm. profitable. So, yeah, either way, you cut it. Uh, we're happy. Yeah. Well, um, how about some theatre news? <laughs> 
There's the first. Oh, I think I know what you're going to talk about. Is it us again? It, it's us. Yes, it's us. Yes, we we we, got, we were contacted by a Swedish theatre director. Yeah. Josephine, who uh, wanted to know if she could use our uh, Christopher Marlowe podcast in a play she's putting on, sort of off-Broadway, as it yeah. were, in Stockholm. I mean, what, I, what it says here is, our Mar- Marlowe podcast is going to be turned into a play. <laughs> is, that, is that slightly <laughs> that's, overstating? That's, that may be slightly overstating, okay. but, uh, you know, I, I think we could run with that. I so mean, yeah. the way I look at it, if you listen to our Marlowe podcast, you might be in the play, somehow. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yes, I don't quite know what that is going to involve. I think that did involve a little skit where we went back in time mm. to oldie worldy London. That's maybe right. that's it. Maybe yeah, that's maybe it. yeah. But she's doing a play about some, I think, some theatre students uh, uh, studying Marlowe, and this is ah. going to help help them help jog their memory, as it were. And we're going over. For well, the opening if, yeah, night. Where is we it? Gothenburg. Stocker, Stocker. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I think if we, uh, yeah, if we can get some cheap flights. I mean, she yeah. suggested we do a pubcast around uh, Strindberg and. Ingmar Bergman while we're there. Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, from the ridiculous to the sublime, mm. Blackie Tea Hut. Oh, no, no, that that's is, that, no, no, we're back to tragedy, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you may have heard about the uh, Blackheath Tea Hut, the uh, South London's Notre Dame. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, One being is a flattened. genuine use of the word iconic. <laughs> Yes, um, being flattened by uh, a Mercedes Benz, I believe. Was um, it? Yeah. yeah. Quite yeah. hit it quite hard. This is the yeah, the and there were people the inside. S- yeah. flipping burgers. Really? Yeah. And so, it took the whole tea hut. Yeah. Off its route and yeah. you know, broke the connection with the water and the gas, etc. Yeah. And now they've got to apply for permission to rebuild it. Yes, because uh, yes, and um, I'm. I can't imagine it would be uh, withheld, though, can no, you? No, I mean, it's such you, an institution. Yes, I imagine lots of people are familiar with it. It's open 24 7, yeah. 365 days a year. It normally has a couple of bikes parked outside. Yeah, and bikers love it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love it because, I love you know, it. There, are, there are times when, you know, I mean, there's not much dirty food available in Blackheath. Yeah. And that's a, that's a great place to, you know, when you either got a hangover or you're, yes. you're, you're working on one. I did have an idea for them. Mm. What about trying to add a booze license? <sighs> Yeah, see yeah. what I'm saying? See how yeah. I'm going? Yeah. yeah. So um, have that one for free. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, um, you were going to take me to Hull and back. Yes, um, yeah, I know we were on this Bowie trail. Uh, Mick Ronson's from Hull, of course, and he Ooh. described living at Haddon Hall as uh, going from Hull to heaven. Mm-hmm. But um, now um, there's a story in The Independent uh, yesterday saying that the city of Hull are applying to test universal base, basic income. Oh. Uh, they're applying to the government to be able to give it a, a, a trial. Excellent. We love yeah. universal basic income. For those who are unaware of it, it's basically where you get 500 quid for doing fuck all. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember what the uh, actual amount they were proposing was. It was but it was... You know, enough to get by on without a month, it, a month for everybody yeah. in, in in the city of Hull, whether you're working or not. Whether you're working or not, that's yeah. the key thing. Yeah, um, paid for by the taxation of cannabis and the dismantling <laughs> that's of the benefit that's system. Deserted, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but I don't think they're going to do that in no, Hull. But no, nonetheless, uh, we're going to move to Hull. <laughs> well, you know, you no yeah. question mark. <laughs> no, but if you if you were perhaps in the East Riding area, you might want to start walking that way now. Yes, exactly. Get there early. Mm. Um, next up was uh, something that was uh, I consider to be an infringement of my human rights. Yes, it's an affront. 
is the introduction of downward tilting toilets. Yes. Which are so designed to put pressure on your forelegs yeah. <laughs> uh, so that you can't linger there. Yes, you can't. It's really. You uh, can't sleep. It's unbearable to sit there for more than five minutes. Yes. And I, I consider it a human right to be able to linger in a toilet. Mm, yes. uh, look at my phone, maybe have a snooze. Snooze, whatever is I want to do. Yeah, so I, I get the impression they're, I mean, they're obviously trying to uh, up productivity by kicking people out of toilets. It mm. is these, 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 were, these were at work, weren't they? In yes. a workplace. Yes. yes. Um, I mean, I, I think we tweeted something about this, and there, and there, was a couple, there were quite a few ingenious solutions. For example, you could wedge up the yeah. uh, seat with some toilet roll to flatten it out a bit. I mean, yeah. they're not going to stop us having fun in toilets. No, they're not. I mean, I think a lot of it is they're trying to stop people like sitting there on, on social media for ages. Yes. Um, I mean, they're not really thinking about the sleeper like, <laughs> like us. See, I'm thinking a little slope wouldn't put me off. I think I'd be able to sleep probably a bit better. <laughs> So bring well, it on, Particularly if you do the reverse system gambit, you yeah. know, where you face oh, lovely, the system, yes. yeah, you do the turnaround. Yeah, 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 put the toilet roll as a pillow. Yeah, yeah. slump on the system. Hmm. Um, okay. Uh, and you had something on the venerable actor Brian Cox. Brian Cox, yeah, Brian Cox, uh, you may know from um, playing the lead in Succession. Yeah, the Irishman, was he? Uh, was he in the Irishman? I don't know, is he in the I haven't seen that. He was, he was Winston Churchill in something or other. Oh, maybe that's um, right. Anyway, was, the news came through that um, a Dundee old age pensioner centre has dumped him mm. as a patron mm. after he urged people to get stoned. <laughs> <laughs> this was a Midland daycare centre and their chairwoman, Joyce McIntosh, said she was shocked and disappointed by the Dundee-born actor's comments. <laughs> Uh, and in a, in a recent interview, the 73-year-old Golden Globe winner said he first took the drug at age 50 and described it as wonderful, mm. adding, I recommend it to everyone, get stoned. It's quite clear, isn't it? Yeah, quite clear, isn't it? I think we should try it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Joyce said, in the light of Dundee's well-documented drug problems, the centre could no longer be associated with the actor. <laughs> she added, Dundee is drug-ridden. We can't support Brian's views on cannabis. Mm. I couldn't believe it when I read it in the papers. He has a CBE and all these awards and honorary positions, and we're seeing he's telling people to get stoned. Yeah, it's almost like she doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> um, so uh, Cox has been a patron of this um, mm. charity for four years after being approached by Joyce while he was filming once in Dundee. Um, Joyce said she just, I just went up to him, she said, and asked if he'd like to be a patron, and he's, he said yes. Uh, he's never actually visited the no, centre. No, he's too stoned. <laughs> Even though we've invited him a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, just hats off to Brian, really. And, and uh, you know, it's just, just a shame that Joyce can't see that this is the sort of OAP centre we're all waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think that's enough news. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, what, uh, what are we doing next? We are going to the Bowie Bandstand where he put on a free festival to raise money for the Beckenham Arts Lab, which, yeah. The sun machine is coming down. We're gonna have a party. <laughs> yeah, he had uh, funny hair then, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he did. He was very proud of his haircuts throughout his career, but... Um, 
that was probably that a, wasn't one of them. No the low point. The perm. low point for me. Although his mum liked it. <laughs> um, we're at um, we're in Croydon Road Recreation Ground. That's correct. In Beckenham, yeah. um, at the bandstand, uh, which was the fulcrum of the festival he put on, which which yeah. was of course commemorated in the song "Memory of a Free Festival" from yes. Space Oddity. That's right. Yeah, and it's a sort of shrine, isn't it? You know, yes. A few pictures of him, some flowers, some bits of writing, some posters for uh, Bowie's Beckenham Oddity, which, mm-hmm. by the looks of it, is three years old. <laughs> but I think yeah, it's listed, and uh, looks like it could do with some TLC, which I understand it's getting, and it's going to be yeah. a bit more of a David Bowie uh, shrine. Mm, yeah. How did you um, get into David? Well, I was very young, actually, probably sort of eleven or twelve. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where I uh, first heard him, but um, uh, probably seeing him on Top of the Pops mm, uh, doing mm. Starman. I imagine. That's right. Yeah. And um, and yeah, I was very quickly collected as much yeah. as I could that he did, and um, and bought all of his albums afterwards, and uh, went to see him live a couple of times. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's the, probably the only person who I didn't know whose death really kind of touched me. You know? mm, mm, mm. Um, yeah. It's, how about you? Uh, well, I remember Anne Bruce, the vicar's daughter, <laughs> talking. <laughs> Here we go. Talking about him on the back seat of the bus, the school. Talking about a lad insane. Um, but I think I'd already, like you, I'd already known of him. But that prompted me to purchase a lad insane, which was my first album, first oh, album okay. I ever bought. Mm. I know yours was, um, was it Billy? Don't be a hero. Paper lace. <laughs> Don't be a fool, that's not the name of the album, that's the name of the single. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was my first album, and then likewise, I went back immediately to yeah. Ziggy and Hunky Dory mm. and um, Space Oddity, and uh, yeah, uh, and also a you know, very important and formative artist in my musical career. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is yet to start. <laughs> Yeah, so this was kind of where it started, where he sort of became David Bowie, really, wasn't it? Yeah. And, uh, then he went on to The Man Who Sold the World, which is a completely different style. You know, yeah, yeah. Quite hard rock, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Hunky places, Dory yeah. again. Um, sort of back to whimsical stuff, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And that was the first time he really got sort of critical acclaim, because uh, it didn't really sell No, much. it didn't, no. no but um, no. people thought, you know, OK, he really got something. Yeah. There. And then Ziggy, who went mad. Ziggy was his breakthrough, wasn't it? It was. I mean, he started that tour playing places like the uh, Toll House Toby Jug. and uh, in, in, in Tolworth. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, the uh, Avery Hill uh, College at Eltham yeah. and the Greyhound at Croydon. By the end of the tour, he's playing the Rainbow in the Royal Festival Hall. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, famous, America. famously uh, broke the band up in Hammersmith, didn't he? Um, yeah. And you know who was in the audience that night? Who's that? A Amy young Bruce. Kate Bush. Oh, was she? Highly influenced by him. Yeah. Mm, yeah and later yeah, on, went to the same mime artist. Mm. And oh, that's nice. Oh, Dirty no, no, Sounds doing some uh, mime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay and, Kent. Yeah, that's right. And then after. Um, after Aladdin Sane, he did uh, Diamond Dogs, and he got massively into cocaine then, didn't he? Mm. And, and um, 
Yeah, and he still managed to produce amazing work, though he was really fucking hammering the Charlie, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was in his LA years, yeah. Yeah, and uh, then what did he do? Uh, then he, then he uh, tried to clean up. And, Station um, to Station, he was yeah. still, still he- heavily on it, and that's where yeah. Golden Years, uh, that's the album Golden Years yeah, was on, yeah, yeah. which he offered to Elvis Presley. That's right, he offered the song to Elvis Presley, which I would have liked to have heard Elvis do. I really would, I, I think that would have been amazing, I yeah. think that could have, could have worked. Um, and then he changed completely again, then did the Plastic Soul of Young Americans, yeah. where he got a young Luther Vandross to do the vocal right. arrangements, yeah. and he worked with John Lennon, of course, and I understand, <laughs> I understand you're the last person to know that he, John Lennon co-wrote Fame. Yeah. That was news to me. Yeah. Um, I never really liked it very much. I think that's probably why. Uh. But, um, yeah, apparently um, he did some tape looping, plays a bit of acoustic guitar, and came up with the word aim. He was singing aim <laughs> over the uh, uh, over the hook, uh, uh, which uh, David Bowie took and changed to fame. They were both quite cross about uh, fame and the whole management situation at the time, I understand. So right, they were yes. off each other. But yeah, yeah. I hadn't realised that. And of course the third person was the uh, guitarist. Yes, Carlos Alomar, mm. yes. Um, yeah, I read a story that uh, Tony Visconti uh, uh, wrote about uh, that, that period where um, he met John Lennon and he was really thrilled to meet him. He was in Bowie's uh, hotel suite. They were doing coke all night. Mm. And... Um, yeah, he was saying to him. He was saying to John Lennon, "I'm, uh, I'm a bit disappointed in Paul McCartney because uh, I wrote this, the, the string arrangements for uh, Band on the Run, mm. and uh, didn't get a credit for it." Mm. And uh, John said, oh, "I'm glad you reminded me of that because I've got to talk to him tomorrow for the first time in ages, mm. and I'm just glad to be reminded that he's a fucking cunt." <laughs> Sorry, Paul. I mean, uh, Sir Paul. Uh, Sir Paul. Uh, <laughs> As you know, I was uh, in um, one of Paul McCartney's videos, and yes, I'm very uh, close to Paul. <laughs> you, 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 have your, you have your, you, you stick with John all you like, but uh, <laughs> I still get a little bit of money every year from Pipes of Peace. So, <laughs> and it taught me about the war. <laughs> Didn't he have a, a part to play in the meeting of uh, some well, half of your wives, or is that something you want to save for the <laughs> next pub? Or? Well, we are going to a pub, aren't we? We're going to yeah. go. We're going to go. I won't say what it is. We're going, so pub quiz three yeah. is the pub where he had his wedding reception to Angie. Okay. We're still in Beckenham, then. I'm taking it. Uh, actually, it's in in Bromley. So okay. we're n- nip on the bus. Yeah. And uh, it's also where I met half of my first wives. <laughs> <laughs> is that enough clue or is that too hard it's quite hard uh, but, well it's it's yeah oh, what can we say it's it's in Bromley we uh, we may go into it we may not because there's a nicer pub nearby <laughs> it's not the Star and Garter that's what you're saying yes it's not okay, the Star and Garter it's a, it's a 350 year old coaching inn nearby yeah. okay well here we are at the pub where you met half your of, of half of your wives <laughs> half, half of, of my first, first wives, wives. <laughs> yeah, um, and it was here she told me that um, she had a twin sister. Oh, is that the first time you found out? Yeah. Mm. It was nice so to get I a bit married her immediately. Yeah, of course. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a pub that isn't the Star and Garter. It's in Bromley. It is, of course, the Swan and Mitre. Yes, and um, bizarrely, we're not going in it. No. We're just outside it, looking through... The windows. Yes, at, at what um, uh, the place where David and Angie had their wedding receptions, because they got married at Bromley Registry Office yeah. near, nearby, as did I, although it was a 
it was a different building by then. Mm. Um, and then they and came here? Then they came here. And uh, yeah, the reason we're not going there is because we're around the corner from the Star and Garter, which is a classic. It's a yeah. grade two listed building and it is filled with lovely beer from mostly local. It's a sister pub of the Stormbird in Camberwell. Yeah, yeah. And it's just too good an opportunity not to go into it. So yeah. sorry, Swan and Mitre. We're off to the Star and Garter like a couple of bum tossers. <laughs> You're a bum dosser. All right, bum dosser. Our favourite bum dossers this month uh, include uh, people in the 17th century, especially cobblers, who had a practice of not going to work on Mondays Ooh. to celebrate the holy day of Saint Monday. Saint Monday. Brilliant. They were closely related to Saint Tuesday. Yeah. They often didn't go on Tuesday either. But um, is this just cobblers or? No, no. This is a this is widespread amongst uh, all sorts. It's of, not cobblers. It's not cobblers. <laughs> no, it's, it's 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 for real. Um, so we've lost the we've, we've lost the worship of Saint Monday. We have. The what happened is Saint the, the weekends killed it actually oh, okay. because then they had to work six days a week. They only got Sunday off to go yeah, to church. Really. Yeah. So they thought, fuck this, come Monday, yeah. they thought, fuck this, let's have another Sunday. Yeah, so um, St Monday celebrations involved sleeping in and going to the pub. Oh, <laughs> that's a proper Monday. That's a proper bum dosser. Mm. Um, well, similarly, I haven't got a single person for my uh, nomination for bum dosser. Mm. I've got half the respondees to a YouGov poll. <laughs> about whether you take a trip to the moon. So the YouGov ran a poll saying, would you take a trip to the moon uh-huh. uh, if your safety was guaranteed? Right. And half of the respondees said no. <laughs> <laughs> they are my nominees for bum dosses. <laughs> and the reasons they gave for saying no were 23% couldn't be bothered. There are us, yeah. There are people. 11% said not enough to see there. That's fair, yeah. 10% said there's ra- they'd rather visit other places on Earth. Mm-hmm. It's got to get serious, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. 9% said no point. Mm-hmm. Which is quite similar to can't be bothered. Um, another 9% rejected the guaranteed safety premise. <laughs> They've probably got a point. Yes. <laughs> 7% said it takes too long. Mm-hmm. 6% said they're too old. Five oh. percent they were too scared, <laughs> and the un- another five percent said they don't like flying. They are all my nominees for bomb dossers. <laughs> You're a bomb dosser. Yes. Uh, was it you who said? Uh, is there a spoons? I think when I posted it, uh, I asked if there was a spoons there because it might make a difference. But, yeah. Um, yeah. John Howard Ratty and a couple of others actually got back in touch to say that there is a fact of weather spoons on the moon, mm. but it lacks atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Come on. Boom, boom. <laughs> of course, um, you can see uh, the Ramsgate weather spoons from space. I That's think. very it's the true. The only puppy that's Cer- in space. Certainly from. Okay, on to the social media scene. Yes. Um, I know we like the name social media scene. Love it. It's so cool. What, what if we were to change it? Oh. I've had an idea. Yeah. What about social media lols? Hmm. <laughs> you've, got, you've got to embrace change, Vinny. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll stick to the scene. 
Social media scene. Social media scene. Um, you were going to mention something about Sunderland. Yes, uh, this was from uh, at the Flood Defence. Uh, she tweeted, "Wearing a beret in London, nobody cares. Wearing a beret in Sunderland, somebody yelled out of a car, bonjour." <laughs> <laughs> And that followed a great, uh, or that, um, that preceded a great thread, largely of people um, outside of London uh, and their experiences, mm. like um, a man in, uh, uh, from Sarah Dempster, uh, a man in khaki trousers, was talking loudly on the bus in Norwich, and a bloke at the back said, pipe down, Tenko. <laughs> and Tim Brannigan uh, said, school lads I know who were pissed and nicked a car and were chased by cops to, to, in a seaside town. They abandoned it and ran. One went into the sea and lay down. A cop simply waited on him, uh, waited on him to surface for air. In the cop shop, a peeler shouted, "Ask the man from Atlantis if he wants any breakfast." <laughs> <laughs> and um, Steve Meredith said, "I wore sunglasses one summer day in South Wales." Workmates started calling me Hollywood Steve. <laughs> and uh, Eos said, uh, I wore sunglasses on a very sunny winter's day in London once. I was meeting my mum in town. We're from Cardiff. Mum said, Why are you in disguise? <laughs> Brilliant. And, uh, I mean, there are loads of them, but finally, uh, um, Joseph Knox said, uh, me and my glasses-wearing mate walked into a pub, pub in Stoke-in-Trent on A-level results day. Bloke at the bar said, this isn't a library, mate. <laughs> oh, never leave London. Never leave London, yeah. What you got? Well, I saw a poem, actually, probably just as well. It isn't called Social Media Lols, because it's not that funny, but I did like it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of relevant. It's called South Shore Solemnity, and it's about... Um, well, I'll just read it. South Shore Solemnity by AFC Wilson. Hey, babe, you don't look 50. More like 60, whispered. Gonna buy some cans to toast ya. Four for £5.75. If the calf wasn't closed down and the carvery wasn't shut, I'd treat you to greasy meat floating in gravy. And the view from the window is bleak, and the company she keeps same. The coterie, phalanx, cluster of lost and lonely souls out of the frame. Ooh. Oh, that's just a beautiful lovely seaside scene. Ooh. Yeah, someone's birthday in the pub. Yeah. Bleak, but lovely. Yeah, exactly. Nice and bleak. Just how I like it. <laughs> I just wanted to, a quick mention for London Lou Codes. Uh, London Lou Codes. I don't know if you've seen that on um, Twitter. No. It's at LDN Lou Codes. And right. someone is um, collecting and publishing all the Lou Codes in central London. Oh, right. So if, you, if you're caught short outside of Cafe Nero and you don't want to spend £5.80 on a flat white, mm. then you can just. Oh, the lovely Pop public in. service. Great public service. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm. Look out for that. Yeah. LDN Lou Codes on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And they, can, they will be publishing their updated spreadsheets at regular intervals. And the um, next thing I saw was Harriet Williamson's thread. This is at Harriet PW. Mm. Um, What's the worst job interview you've ever had? Was this thread. Oh, yeah. 
she just threw it out there and we got some lovely uh, responses <laughs> um, Justin French remembered an interview at Game Station when uh, he was in his late teens the manager asked me what do you think you'll bring to the company I panicked not knowing what to say and just blurted out what have you brought to the company <laughs> he gave me the job on the spot instead of answering um, Will Thornton remembers got really nervous before one was asked so what is sales not sure why but I answered it's basically lying <laughs> wanker question even worse response I was out the door within two minutes <laughs> uh, Twatty Banjo recalls uh, it was the second interview in two days as I walked across the room yesterday's underpants fell out of my leg <laughs> off the, my interview suit I didn't get it um, quieter, quieto, quieter do, quite do. Finally, <laughs> made that your last. Yeah, exactly. It was lovely stuff there. Um, he recalled that not me, but a colleague once went to an interview across London in his lunch break. The client locked him and two others in a room and refused to release them until they found a solution to the problem. <laughs> One of them called the police, and the man was charged with false imprisonment. <laughs> Good solution. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of, um, you know, Osman. Remember when I interviewed Osman? I mean, yeah. bizarre as it may seem, he once worked for me. Mm. Um, mm. I interviewed Osman, and uh, he stank of boots. He's quite clearly hung over, and yeah. you know, he, he actually fell asleep <laughs> during the course of one sentence in response to my, one of my questions. <laughs> I mean, I, I admit they probably weren't the most interesting questions, but... Uh, <laughs> When he came round again, I said, are you hungover? And he said, yes. <laughs> In that special voice he's got. I said, well, look, do you want to come back? And when we come back tomorrow when you've sobered up, we'll do the interview again. And he said, yes. <laughs> and uh, he came back and did the interview. I thought, do I want someone on my team who turns up you know, to an interview with a terrible hangover? And I thought... Yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he interviewed very well the next day, and um, I gave him the job. Worked with him for five years. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah. I mean, I, I think my least favourite interviews were, were those that ended with, um, "Well, you've got the d job, Dirty South." Uh, report on Monday. Yeah, that's a worry, isn't that's it? You haven't got any time to, to recalibrate. Mm, yeah. yeah. But I think my favourite one was when I, uh, I I had to get it, I had to get a job because uh, to get the old man off my back, mm. and. Um, they said to me, it was like a jeweller's or something like that, and they were like, um, I can't help but think you're not the slightest bit interested in precious metals, <laughs> are you? Should we give this job to someone who wants it? <laughs> yes, I think that's a very good idea. <laughs> Monday, you say? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, all that talking of work, can we actually knock off now? God, I hope so. It's been a long day. <laughs> Yeah, I'm exhausted sitting there drinking this pint. Thanks very much for listening, and thanks to our sponsor, Go Out London. Indeed, and of course to David. Absolutely. Um, as he might have said, um, haven't you got a gnome to go to? <laughs> yes, or a pub. There's no time to gnome time to lose. Oh, gnome time to oh, lose. We're we just going to do a load of gnome puns now. Go on then. <laughs> it's what he wouldn't have wanted. <laughs> uh, did you know that garden gnomes can bring you good luck? Really? Yes, it's a little known fact. <laughs> Very good. Um, what type of cancer do gnomes get? Don't tell me. Is it uh, melanoma? 
No, it's bowel cancer because um, their lower intestines never fully develop and they're liable to perforation and rupture. <laughs> I see.